InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. For elderly Americans who rely on Social Security, it can mean economic disaster. They're told their benefits were overpaid for years due to an error, and those funds must be repaid. Here with the story, InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Lawrence Kotlikoff, professor of economics at Boston University, a William Warren Fairfield professor at Boston University, among other academic positions, and the author of Social Security Horror Stories, Protect Yourself from the System and Avoid Clawbacks. Professor Kotlikoff, Social Security actually is a very complex system, but I think most people think the concept is pretty simple. You submit the paperwork when you retire, the government calculates what you're entitled to and sends you the money each month. But your book demonstrates that is not always the case. Let's start with that term most of us haven't heard. What is a clawback in terms of Social Security and how common is it? Clawbacks are when Social Security sends a letter to a million people every year. You can be rich, poor, young, old. You could be collecting benefits or your parent collected some benefits on your behalf. And you get suddenly a letter in the mail that says, well, you know what, for the last 15 years, we've been overpaying you and you owe us $53,273 and we expect repayment in 30 days. And then they can say, you know, if you don't repay, we'll stop your benefit or attach your tax return or garnish your wage or sue you. There's 10,000 claim representatives who are sending out these callback letters. What they never put in their letter really, except in very rare situations, is an explanation for why they think they've overpaid you and why their alleged mistake is not itself a mistake. Because we also know that Social Security is underpaying hundreds of thousands of people each year. So you get this thing and then you don't know what to do with it. You call up Social Security, wait two hours, they hang up on you, you do it four times, you finally get to somebody. They say, well, it's not in my purview, so wait two weeks, I've scheduled a call for you, and they'll explain it. Two weeks go by, you wait, nobody calls back, and the whole process begins again. You formally apply for a waiver, and they deny it almost automatically, and then they cut your benefits, like within 30 days, You might be 87, be facing a humongous clawback, living just on Social Security, and you've got your house, and you've got Social Security, and now you really have no income, and you're destitute. I mean, this is literally putting people into the street and killing them physically because they can't afford medicine and they can't afford food. Are there any common characteristics of the people who get caught in this trap? Well, Social Security is making mistakes left, right, and center, but a lot of people have worked for non-covered employment. For example, they were a teacher for some school system that chose not to participate in Social Security. So the way the law works is that your retirement benefit and your spousal or divorce spousal or widow or divorce widow benefits are reduced based on how much pension you're getting from your non-covered job. And what Social Security doesn't independently have is information about your pension. And they don't really tell you that So they say, you know, you got to tell us about your non-covered pension. They say it in a kind of a casual way in these letters, and it's hidden in fine print. But they don't say, look, we don't know this number X that you need to tell us in order to reduce your benefit. And unless you tell us, if we find out X, we will hit you with a massive bill potentially 20 years later when we find it out. And consequently, I mean, they're not telling people this firmly because they don't want to reveal that they don't have the independent information themselves. They don't have IRS 
data or school system data to know. And the reason they're not telling people this is they don't want people to underreport the X. They don't want to tell you, gee, I need you to tell me how much to lower your benefit because they expect people won't answer honestly. So consequently, all these people are school teachers and policemen and firemen and local and state jobs that are not covered by Social Security are living a life of financial terror. As I said, a million a year, but then we also have disabled people who work a few extra hours. Maybe 15 years ago, they worked a couple extra hours, earned maybe a thousand bucks too much. That kicked them off of Social Security formally, but Social Security didn't figure it out for 15 years. And then they send a bill to somebody who's basically, you know, been able to work for their whole life for, you know, $40,000. I've seen bills as high as $304,000 sent to a disabled lady who, I'll just give you an example. She was disabled from a job accident. Something fell on her. No question about that. She uh, decides to write a child's book and it becomes a bestseller. She's never written a book in her life. She gets some income for a while. She calls up Social Security and they say, well, it's royalty income. It's not earned income. So you can keep your disability check, which she does. The disability checks keep coming. And then they find out from a 1099 that I guess she got from a library that she actually gave a talk or two at a couple of local libraries about her book. Then they decide that all this royalty income was actually earned income and that all the disability benefits for the last 10 years should not have been paid and you owe us $304,000 and you can appeal because it's our mistake and if you're poor enough, we'll waive it. Then it goes to administrative law judge. He says, well, I see that it's our mistake. That's good for you. But I see you've given me all your financial records, but also I'm looking at your cable plan and you have a lot of TV stations, so therefore I'm denying your claim. I read this with my own eyes. This system is cruel and abusive to millions of people. And then all the relatives who have to pick up the slack for Social Security and help out their disabled brother or cousin or whatever it is, Our guest on InfoTrack is Professor Lawrence Kotlikoff from Boston University, the co-author of Social Security Horror Stories. Professor, you alluded a few moments ago to the fact that mistakes can happen both ways and that recipients are sometimes underpaid. So does the reverse of a clawback ever happen when someone gets a sudden windfall check? It can happen if they discover it, but they don't go out of their way to tell you you might be owed benefits. You know, I have a 94-year-old friend, a working psychologist, And she was married three times. All three husbands are dead. The first one she got divorced from after about 20 years. He was a very high earner. And she had no idea, starting at age 60, that she could have collected off his earnings record as a divorced widow. Consequently, she's left about a million bucks on the table. Are there reforms within the Social Security system that you'd like to see to improve all this? Yeah, I would like to see them stop all clawbacks going forward immediately and put an 18-month statute of limitations on, you know, if you're being clawed back for money where Social Security made a mistake, they were overpaying you beyond 18 months, let them claw back the 18 months of overpayments. Beyond that, it's their obligation as an agency to come up with the data they need to correctly calculate your benefit. I'd also like them to be able to follow due process. They can claw back you for huge amounts of money without giving you any indication unless you really appeal for several years and get to a a judge what went on. You know, why are they doing this? And then they won't have any proof. So I'd like them to set up a ombudsman to deal with these cases, one number, one person, keeping track of all the calls and all the information. 
and require that they immediately meet with you and explain to you the reason for the clawback and show you the evidence supporting it. This is just simple justice. Or Congress has to reform the system to make it simpler for Social Security because it can't handle the complexity of its own system. It's just beyond almost any person's capacity to follow this. The system is that complex. It's got 20,000 pages of a program operating manual system that's sitting on the website to cover 1,227 28 rules in its handbook to cover 12 benefits. They've made the system impossible to operate, let alone for the public to understand. Lawrence Kotnikoff, professor of economics at Boston University and the co-author of Social Security Horror Stories, Protect Yourself from the System and Avoid Clawbacks. Thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, what's the best way to handle student violence? That story, coming up. Stick around, there's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 